Alright, welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Coming at you loud and proud during this wonderful season of Lent. I hope many of you who are fasting, including my fellow congregants out there, may you be encouraged. May you remain encouraged in that endeavor. It is difficult sometimes, but I hope that more scripture reading has replaced that time where you would be feasting, and I hope that some of the money you would spend on some of the food that you normally would eat could maybe be going to the poor or could be just given to the church as a greater offering as we reflect on what Jesus did as he prepped for his ministerial call when he was led into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights uh, to be tempted and to fast and pray over everything. And, you know, this is something that we, we don't really talk about nearly enough in the Protestant church is just the, the whole need of fasting, why we do it. And uh, it's something, at least here in the United States, it's a, you know, food is a luxury because it's something we have a surplus of. And given the a lot of the problems we have um, with uh, health, health-related problems we have, a lot of that stuff is just through um, food. Um, it's through... Um, a lack of of discipline and and that's not to convict any particular person it's just the fact that you know we we there's other countries that don't struggle with the same health issues that we do now they struggle with different ones but a lot of the stuff is overindulgence um from time to time not stuff that's hereditary not stuff that you're born with that's genetic that and that's not what i'm referring to but stuff where it's just uh where if you changed up a little bit of what you did in one area it would certainly have a greater impact and you don't have to be overweight to still commit gluttony and overindulge from time to time or to worship food. And when you fast from food, which is what the Bible talks about when it fasts, it's because it's the thing that's supposed to sustain you. You know, fasting from social media, all which I would imagine is probably a good thing in general, or fasting from TV or movies or video games or from chocolate or something, you can already live without that stuff. You know, and food you can't obviously live without. So it's a comfort, it's a desire. And when you fast from food and you skip a meal, as my mother has told me, when you're telling yourself you have to skip a meal, oh my gosh, is that harder? <laughs> that is much more difficult than when you're just really busy and you haven't eaten in a long time, right? So I, I want to encourage everyone out there who is fasting in, in my, my church, um, you know, First and foremost, because we have declared a corporate fast this uh, Lenten season, and it has been a challenge so far, but the amount of engagement in Scripture has been so encouraging that I've heard from people just in this first few days. Uh, personally, I am, uh, if, if anyone wants another encouragement, I'm, I'm doing the Daniel fast. I, I've never tried anything like this before for an extended period of time, and it's going to be expensive for one, at least here in the United States. I mean, given where everything's at at the moment, um, it's it's certainly going to be a sacrifice financially because uh, the price of, of healthy food sometimes and just vegetables in general is really expensive. And you have to eat a lot to in a way to, to maintain your caloric intake. So I don't want to wither away here, but, uh, you know, fasting is is a reduction of calories. So that'll help a little bit. But, you know, you just have all these, these things that, that can prevent you from doing it. 
and and also as another pastor, uh, Lynn Otto from Lifesong Church in Osseo, Hillsdale County, Michigan. Uh, he said that, you know, fasting, you might not see what you're praying for, what you're fasting for. Fasting is in itself in its simplest form, seed planting. And you might not see the harvest for that for many years. And in fact, some of the times that when we fast, when we pray, when we ask God for things, especially uh, that's going to happen in the future potentially, that and that's might be long, long way down the road, we have to be okay with not even seeing the harvest, but being the stewards of just planting the seed and watering it and then moving on. We, Our generation or you yourself might not be called to reap that harvest because it's for the kingdom. It's not on it's not on my watch. I'm not doing it so that I can get a reward or see it. Otherwise that would expose an ulterior motive that we as Christians have. And sometimes obviously God's kingdom and his the best uh best time for his advancement does not line up with our timeline and what we would always want. So I want to encourage people that whether you're asking God to restore his relationship with you or to, for you to be reconciled back to God or you need a deliverance from a particular sin or you are looking uh, for a new way forward in life, just remember that we don't fast only in times of great need or when we really need to get God's attention on something. We do it because we're simply just commanded to. And, and that might be something that's a little bit different for, for some people. But let me take you to the book of Matthew chapter 6. And let me read uh, this. So the first part of it is about giving to the needy. It says, be careful to not practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. This starts a theme here in the first half of this chapter. So it's not doing it in front of others, not being showboaty about it, right? What are we doing it for? It says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Think of like, YouTube videos where people are like giving a thousand dollars to a waitress and then they film themselves doing it, you know, and it's like, look how great I am. This is truly, I tell you, you've received the reward in full, but when you give to the needy, do not know what your left hand, uh, do not know, uh, I can't even talk today. I'm so excited. Apparently do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is in secret will reward you. So you giving to the poor is not about you. If it's about you, then that's all you'll get. You'll get that temporary recognition, and that's it. And a lot of times people will see through it and see that selfishness. Even when you're being generous, you're still being selfish. Prayer, how about this? And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Mm. Kind of a... Kind of a thing that we don't really finish with the Lord's Prayer, the fact that it, it uh, uh, if you want to be forgiven, you better be willing to forgive. Because God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the, 
the triune Godhead, at the end of time, what they're not going to stomach is hypocrisy. And then finally, fasting. We finally, I think we just skip from verse 15 to 19 here in Matthew chapter 6. It says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show how, how others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. So it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, obviously I'm telling you during Lent that people usually fast, so it's kind of like that liturgical traditional year we do this. And I'm doing this as a church because this is something that we've done in in uh, a lot of many traditions, is that, hey, what are you fasting this year? It's, it's kind of a known thing. This is different than when you proclaim a fast from the Old Testament, which like we see where people are mourning, people are lamenting, people are, are repenting of their behavior, and they need to remember who God is, and they declare a fast. But that that's a corporate fast. But what about you? What about when you go home at night and you lock the door? Do you just post on social media what, what you're fasting from? Bible seems to say no. You're not part of a corporate fast here when you do it. Keep that between you and God. I think that's important. You know, and I I try to abide by this too. And God will reward you for doing that as long as you are replacing that time with connecting with God and that you are honoring him in that way. Otherwise, it's going to be an empty sacrifice. Make sure it's worth it. Pastor Otto, the same pastor I mentioned earlier, if you want something from God, what are you willing to do to obtain it? What sacrifice, what price are you willing to pay to make sure that that comes to fruition? That's kind of a haunting question. What are we willing to pay? What price are we willing to pay to see God move? Divorced from our own comforts, what price are we willing to pay? That's a good question. It can be a scary question to ask for sure. It's a question I will leave you with this Lenten season. What are you willing to pay in order to see God move in your life? In any case, thank you for listening. May God bless you and may God keep you.